What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. How the hell are you, my 3% brothers? Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Come On Man. If you haven't done it already, please subscribe and give us one of those five-star reviews. All right, this week I had a one-on-one conversation with the founder of the 3% Man Facebook group, Chris Kokoski. He was the first one of the admins to get out of the plate-spinning rat race and jump into an exclusive relationship. And since I've been exclusive with Marine Corps Chick for a little while now... I thought it'd be good to talk to Chris about the exclusive slash long-term relationship parts of the 3% Man book and how they differ from the casual dating parts. So stay tuned because that conversation is coming up right after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, this week I have with me Chris Kokoski. Do I, do I pronounce that right, Chris? Is it Kokoski? It is, that is actually is the correct Polish pronunciation, but my dad raised me to say Kokoski. So that's what I go by. Kokoski, Chris Kokoski. Okay. Try to remember that. Um, you've got one of those names that uh, I have a hard time with. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I have, totally understand. My mom growing up was the worst when it came to names. Yeah. She, I had a, I had a music teacher named Miss Sorwide. And yeah. my mom always butchered it. She would always call her Miss Sorbide. And I'm like, mom, for the love of God, <laughs> you know what her name is. It's not even that hard of a name. Right. <laughs> my mom's the worst with names. And I, I, oh some of God. that rubs off on me, sure. especially with like Polish names. Is, mm, is they can like be that. tricky. They can surely be tricky. That's for sure. Well, thanks for joining me. So I, I reached out to you earlier this week because I thought it would be awesome to have you on uh, and, and have us discuss the like exclusive long-term relationship type portions of the 3% man book. Yeah, man. I'm totally appreciate you uh, inviting me on. I can't wait. 
Well, yeah, and I and I thought of you specifically because I, I always referred to you as my spirit animal on the yeah <laughs> <laughs> on, in the group because because uh, you started the group, but yeah, uh, we all a lot of us, you know, like Luke, a lot of the admins, um, Nathan, stuff like that, uh, Matt. Yeah. Um, we all joined the group roughly around the same time, and but you were like one of the first ones of us to break away from the the plate spinning and get into a, a long-term relationship. You were like, I, I, I swear, like within two or three months of being in the, or creating the group, you're, yeah. you're spoken for already. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is true. Yeah. So while the rest of us were still toiling in the uh, plate spinning world, um, you would post like maybe, you know, every couple of weeks, uh, a relationship update. We were all posting our date updates and right. successes and failures. <laughs> yeah. And you're like relationship update. And I was like, God damn, one of these days, one of these days <laughs> I'm going to post something like that. Yeah. And, um, this week, uh, you know, at the time of this recording, um, I released the, uh, the episode on how I use the law of attraction to, uh, you know, attract Marine Corps chick. Yeah. And uh, so Marine Corps chick, she's been on before her, her real name's Dana. Um, so podcast listeners know that by now. Yeah. And so Dana's mom listened to it and her brother listened to it and stuff like that. But because I, I record these all ahead of time, um, that was like, I don't know, I think that was recorded maybe a week or so before she had asked me to be exclusive. And, uh, and I don't think like her mom and her brother quite understood that there's a space time continuum here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, and so there was a, they were a little bit upset by some of that stuff. And, um, sure. And so I was, I was uh, when I was, I had a conversation with, with Dana about it and I, and, and she, I mean, she sort of understands the space time continuum stuff and, uh, but I, one of the things I, I you know, I, I tell her is that, you know, like in the 3% Man book, it, it, the whole book runs the gambit of a relationship mm-hmm. from the early days of dating, um, dealing with like flaky women, because like that's mm-hmm. a very real thing when you're just oh, yeah. in the dating world and stuff like that. I go, but once it starts getting into the relationship stuff, like a lot of those rules or the techniques and stuff that coach talks about changes. Mm-hmm. And it's it starts to become more of a giving process and mm-hmm. trying to be a better person for your partner. And yeah, so, was, absolutely. Was, so then I, so after having that conversation with her, I was like, you know what, I need to do an episode on how that differs. Yeah. So uh, for, before we really kind of get into, it, I want to get your take. So how many, so how long have you been with, what, what's your woman's name or does she have a nickname? I, I don't think you Yeah, she is. Uh, her name, her name's Nadia. Yeah. We've Nadia. been together for, uh, exclusive for five months. It'll be six months as of December 19th. And odds are she'll probably end up listening to this. So, okay. uh, Hey Nadia. Hey baby. Love hey, you. shout out to Nadia. <laughs> yeah. So we, so we've been together then and yeah. Um, yeah. So we've been together for, for a while. So I've had some experience, you know, applying the techniques of the book and, to an exclusive relationship, which honestly was completely new ground for me. Mm-hmm. I have had, um, I can, I can say that I've never had a healthy relationship based on, you know, as, as I learned and my definition of what a good and healthy relationship, how that's evolved after reading the book multiple times um, and just going out and get, having experiences. 
I can honestly say I don't think I've ever had a healthy relationship with a with a woman before. This one is the healthiest and best relationship that I've had. Okay. So it was completely new ground. So I was just really trying. I was completely green, a newbie, trying to figure out how, like yeah. as you said, what to apply of the techniques. How do I do it? How do I balance holding back versus giving of mm-hmm. myself? So, and I don't, I don't think I've mastered any of it, but I think I've learned some things. I, I don't know if we'll ever truly master it. I mean, we might I don't think so. We might, yeah, but I maybe. mean. <laughs> Coach talks about in the book that uh, it took him, he felt like a year before he felt like he had mastered it. But then yeah. even after that, he talks about stuff where he got complacent and right. messed things up. I feel like that's just human nature, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I uh, agree. Now, I would say that uh, out of all the long-term relationships I've ever had, uh, they always, I feel like they always start off well. But where I, I feel like I go wrong or I've gone wrong in the past is I get complacent mm-hmm. and I just sort of get to a place where you, you get to a routine, you know, you start, you stop doing the stuff you've done from the beginning yep. and it just becomes like uh, people just end up being like your roommate and that attraction yeah. level goes away. And that's one of the things that I've learned uh, from the book is that you, you need to sort of keep that spark alive and always do what you've done from the beginning. But I'm still new myself in this uh, exclusive relationship stuff. Cause at the time of this recording, um, Dana and I, we've, uh, we've only been exclusive for, it will be two months here on the first. And, uh, and then we dated for almost a month before that. Um, but because she lives so close, it was a little bit easier to, you know, after doing the once a week thing to get into like a twice a week thing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so we, we spent a little bit more time together than um, I think it's probably recommended <laughs> initially, you know, <laughs> right. but, but still it, it was, it wasn't more than like, I would say two, two times a week or, or whatever, like right. that. but we got to that, you know, sixth and seventh date where they talk about like women start bringing up, you know, exclusivity and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I felt like we, we got that, got to that relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, but. No, I, I, I think there's, you know, general timelines that coach talks about. And then I think he also says, you know, that, you know, each relationship can be a little different. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably just, um, just a matter of, you know, her attraction for, for you and the health, your attraction for each other, but her attraction for you and how she moves things along. Yeah. So you're at, you're at that was, I guess it's the 90, kind of the 90 day, uh, yeah, pretty close uh, period and moving into, I guess the six months. Cause I know co- coach talks about, you know, how, how long it might take to, to authentically know someone mm-hmm. and, and that was something that I thought of um, when I was right in that same kind of time period. Yeah. Um, and every and everything's gone gone very well. But uh, but yeah, I remember thinking about that. But that's cool. I'm very happy for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Dana and I talked about that. You know, I said, uh, I, th- let me ask you that. So, um, with with you and your your girlfriend, have you like yeah. have you talked to her about three percent man stuff, or do you just keep that uh, under wraps? No, no, I absolutely have talked to her about. It. Yeah. She okay. Knows. Yeah, I was curious about that because I, um, 
there's some guys on the page that are like, absolutely shouldn't talk about it. Uh, you know, cause women don't understand it. They get mad about it and stuff like that, which I, you know, some, some women definitely do. Sure. But I feel like, I mean, one, I can't hide it. I got this big fucking podcast mic <laughs> right. right here. And so like <laughs> right. when she, when she comes over, you know, uh, if anyone comes <laughs> over, they're like, what's that mic? You know, my kids will see it. They, <laughs> they all want to play with it and stuff. Yeah. My daughter's all thinking about having her own podcast now because cool. there's this big mic just sitting here, just calling right. everyone's name, you know? There you go. So I, I can't hide it. Um, I can't be like, oh yeah, I do a podcast on technology. Oh yeah. Really? What's that podcast? <laughs> Shit. Cause that's a lie. <laughs> now what? Yeah, don't want to get caught in a lie. Um, so yeah, I, I don't feel like I, I could, even if I wanted to keep it a secret. Um, sure. But I feel like in, in Benny's talked about it too. Like, and, and he's got his own coaching business and his, uh, his fiance like helps him with it and stuff like that. But yeah. I've noticed that. It's really cool. He's, he's like, you have to be with a woman that's, that's on board or it's just right. not going to work out, you know, because like, if that's your mission, you know, she needs to mm-hmm. sort of, be on board with that mission so i was wondering yes so she knows about it would it have have um has she like wanted to read it has she asked you questions has she argued with you about any of the principles um so we had a a conversation i think right around that 90 day mark and uh that was i've i'm this is the only relationship i've ever been in where there although there's you know i think every relationship has some conflict some tension Mm -hmm. you know there's not you know disagreements but um, I can honestly say, I don't think we've ever argued, uh, based on my definition of an argument. So, and I've never experienced that before. And I'm not definitely not saying that's the, the definer of a healthy relationship, but that's just been my experience. But around that, that 90 day mark, um, there was some tension and we started talking about, um, you know, just expectations, yeah. um, in relationships and, and talked talking about males and females and relationships. And that obviously for me brought up the book because that's, even though I've taught, you know, evidence-based relationship skills for 13 years, it was really the 3% man book that laid it out all in one combined coherent strategy from beginning to end for me. So we start, so I brought up some of the ideas from the book and, and I mentioned that, you know, that, um, some of these ideas came from that book to her. And even though she, I don't think she loved the ideas themselves, Uh uh, all of them anyway. Um, But I think she could also see that they were the value of them, if not the truth of them, the value of them and the value of them for, you know, for our relationship in particular. So um, she's never argued about any of the, the points. She's never, um, appeared upset about any of them. And so I basically just told her, Hey, I this book, you know, she knows I've, I've, I've taught relationship skills. She knows I study relationship skills still, mm-hmm. and that I got a lot of value out of the book and that I started the 3% man group. Yeah. So she knows all that. And that in that group, we share successes and failures and questions and just insights that we have. And uh, she's all on board for all that. She's super supportive of it. I think she thinks it's pretty cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um, and she is also somebody that likes to learn and develop and grow. So um, she follows other people, you know, uh, about relationship skills. But um, yeah, so it's uh, so we've had conversations about it. And like I said, I told her that I was going to do this podcast today, and she was like, "Oh yeah, what's it called?" So I was like, "Yeah, it's called Come On Man," and yeah. and I explained where that came from, the catchphrase from Coach, and just 
uh, all of that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, so it's been, it's really been always been a positive thing. And I think, I think um, I wanted to make sure that anybody that I was with exclusively um, knew about the group. Cause I didn't want to hide that I have this Facebook group and, you know, because, and, and also if, if somebody that's with me, they're going to know that I like studying communication, uh, group dynamics, relationship skills, writing, all these things to me, to me are all sort of the same under the same umbrella. So um, I wanted to make sure that I could talk about all these things with somebody that I was with, because there's things that I'm passionate about, areas and topics I'm passionate about. And for me, it was, I think it's something um, you might have been hinting at this a moment ago is to me, it's, it's, it's kind of a qualifier too. Mm-hmm. It's in other words, people, girls can disqualify themselves by getting real upset and angry about any of these ideas. Because to me, if somebody got really passionately upset about it, that's fine. That's their belief, but it's just not going to work for me because yeah. this is what I believe and what I think is, is, is a healthy way to engage in a relationship. So it's been positive and she's, from my perspective, completely on board and, and supportive. That's really good. So, so you said you guys haven't gotten any, into any like serious arguments or anything like that. Yeah. We we've talked about a lot of serious topics. I mean, yeah. politics, religion, mm-hmm. um, dating, our definitions of cheating, um, past relationships, past just life experiences. Yeah. And all those, con- those conversations haven't always been comfortable and tension free but they haven't been what I, what I would consider drama. I don't think they would be what coach might consider drama. You know, I think there's a difference between disagreement and drama or some tension uh, and just, you know, dramatics, emotional dramatics and anger and biting criticisms and comments Mm -hmm. and all that's human stuff that can happen. And I'm not saying it's never going to happen because we're human, but um, based on our, you know, personal goals and our personalities. We're both pretty laid back kind of people. Sure. And we know who we are and what we want. So um, I think that helps a lot too. That's really good. So, yeah, one of the things that I've, I've found uh, super valuable in the relationship part of the book. Well, I mean, even, even in the dating part of the book, uh, you know, is, is really just, um, the importance of maintaining your center, no matter yeah. what's going on. And I feel like, uh, there's a, I see a lot of posts from guys in the group, uh, where they lose their shit <laughs> with their girlfriend. Yeah. Something bad will happen. Yeah. They'll get in some kind of argument with their, their lady and they'll get really pissed about it. And they'll, they'll, it'll turn it to like a big blowout, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that used to be me. I, 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 I admittedly have a bad temper. Um, and yeah. I, and if I don't put it myself in check, like I, I'll absolutely lose my shit. Um, yeah. so one of the things that like, I've, I've really felt myself after like having listened to the book and read the book a, a number of times is really just being focused on not doing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so like, you know, after the, you know, the, uh, the law of attraction episode, uh, with, with data, uh, we did have like a very serious discussion about that stuff. And, right. you know, like it, it's really easy to be put into a defensive mode, like feeling defensive. Very easy. Um, yeah. so I really had that, like, I really just had it in the back of my mind, like 
just be cool with this, you know, mm. just maintain yeah. your center. Don't get mad. Uh, keep your cool and stuff like that. And I feel like that by itself, if I did that in past relationships would have done gone so much better, you know, like <laughs> things would have been much better. And I feel like that situation, it was very helpful. And, um, and then when we, you know, we, we did have a, uh, a good discussion about it. Um, one of the things I told her because, and I feel like, you know, a lot of the, the difference between the, the initial dating process and the uh, exclusive dating process is you, you do sort of want to have that open communication. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're just starting out, you kind of want to be mysterious. You don't want to, you want to keep your cards close to the vest right. a little bit more, but when you're in a, that relationship, you can't always do that. So you have no. to be open. You have to have good communication. So one of the things I told her was look, you'll never have to worry about me not talking to you again. You know, I'm never going to ghost you. I will, uh, if I really lose my cool with you and I, and I feel like I can't talk to you right now, like in a calm matter, I'll tell you, I need some space. I'll talk to you when I'm calm. And then you're going to have to give me that space or Mm -hmm. I'll lose my shit. But You know, if you give me that space, I promised I'll come back to you and we can have a calm conversation about this stuff. So I feel like that sort of stuff goes a long way as well. You know, that absolutely. I think it's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I've been, I don't know if you have, but I've been in relationships where you get stonewalled by somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. someone's like, I don't want to talk about it. And then, but you need to talk about stuff. (laughs) Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're like, I just, I don't want to yeah. talk about it. And then the, you know, then nothing gets settled. And then next thing, you know, like, you know, maybe, maybe if it's not right then, but three months mm-hmm. down the road, that old shit gets brought yeah. up again because it was right. never settled in the, <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. So I think, I feel like yeah. the, the stuff in the book about, uh, you know, getting to the bottom of things, being a good listener, like really opening up your partner and getting to the bottom of what's eating at them is, is critical, you know? So yeah. yeah. Have you, have you had, um, I mean, you you said you haven't had like serious arguments, but have you gotten to the point where like she's upset about something and you've had to open her up and say, well, what's eating at you and stuff. And so, yeah, even though we haven't had, um, yeah, the arguments, the, I think, so the answer is yes, uh, we've, we've been there and that's really because, you know, just being still relatively new and this probably was a month or so ago. So maybe around three or four months in, um, you know, she was just having a rough time, you know, it was just a, a rough patch. Um, and, uh, and, but she didn't, she didn't tell me right away what was going on. And I was a little curious about it. In fact, I got a, there, there was later it was it's become sort of a joke, but she sent me some kind of text that I was like, well, in the, in the past, I would have freaked out <laughs> about this kind of text. It was kind of cryptic and, oh. and it was easy. It was easy to interpret it in a very negative way. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, you know, we're going to we're going to break up or something like this is serious business. Yeah. And um, like you like you said, you know, having losing your center, that has been a big challenge for me in my life because of insecurities, jealousies, and just a complete lack of knowledge of how to manage my emotions. And so I really love what you said about being centered. And I think that 
when we manage our own emotions so that we can be centered, everything else just becomes so much easier. I think as far as the techniques that coach says, I think maybe easier in life too, but Mm -hmm. speaking on, on the topic of dating, I think it just becomes so much easier because then we can focus on the other person (laughs) instead of, you know, defending our ground. But so, yeah, so she was having a rough patch and she didn't want to, to let me know because, you know, it's still kind of new and she didn't want to bring negativity and she probably wasn't completely sure if how I would handle it. Um, but, um, and it didn't take much because she's a pretty open person, but I still, you know, I just let her know that I cared, that I wanted to let, that I wanted her to tell me even these negative things that I wanted to hear all of it because I cared about all of her. And I wasn't, you know, here just for the the good times and the good moments and the good feelings, you know, all that's great, but um, I'm here to be a real human partner to her and, and to be present uh, for all of it. So, um, and just really, I think just me saying that authentically to her in a caring way, you know, in front of her, look in her eyes and, uh, you know, with a calm, uh, confident tone of voice really is really what then sort of opened the bridge, created the bridge for her to, to you know, and she just shared what was going on with her and it was, it was fine, you know, it was just life stuff mm-hmm. and um and we both shared a little bit um then you know that's i think that was not only a moment where she shared but i often find myself in those kinds of situations sharing a little bit about myself too you know sharing a little bit of the negativity too and she said a, a couple of times on, on a related note that hey you know i want to hear about you know you and and your emotions because, you know, again, I'm still trying to figure out the balance between sharing and holding back and giving. And, yeah. you know, I, I want to be real, but I want to be over negative, kind of like coach says in the book. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and I haven't worked that balance out completely. But whenever she said it to me a, a couple different times over the last five months in different ways. And so whenever she says that, typically I'll take note of it. And um, it, it, either right then or soon thereafter, I'll share something that's going on. And I still, I still won't just, you know, let it all completely out. Um, I still try to focus things on a a positive, um, a positive frame around things, but um, yeah, so I try to share a little bit. So I I think just, just sitting there, letting her know that I care about her and listening, as you said, I think listening is so important. And um, I'm really, um, as I, again, as somebody who has studied relationship skills and, and taught it, um, for, you know, on a national scale for a while, I am, I'm pretty impressed with, with what coach has in his book so simply about communicating, listening, and validating. Mm -hmm. And, and, and he, he lays it out so simply, um, that I think it's easy to overlook the, the importance and the value of it, you know, in the exclusive relationship period, especially. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the things, uh, too, I was just thinking of, um, and it, so I've had, I've had Dana on before yeah. and, uh, you know, I told, I, I've told her about, you know, there's, uh, it, like an aspect of the book about how you don't want to be, um, you don't want to be like bringing your emote, like a lot of your emotional problems to your, to your girl, you know, right. you don't want to be crying on her shoulder all the time mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, and so she like sort of disagrees with that. 
she's like, she's like, no, if you're in a relationship, like you're, it's a partnership. Like I want to be there for you. I like, you can't just be my rock all the time. Like I need to, and, and, uh, so that's one of the things that like we agree to disagree on. And I, and 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 the way I tell her about it, you know, I I tell her how coach explains Mm -hmm. it really is, uh, it's okay to do that a little bit, you know, but you still want to, you know, you don't want her to be your like psychologist. And, Mm -hmm. um, so you should really try to like, you know, if you do come to her with a problem, you know, try to put a little bit of a positive spin on it and stuff like that. And then save like the the drama for your boys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Right. But, uh, yeah, she, she definitely, she doesn't agree with that. She feels like, you know, like for a partner partnership, like it's, it's, it's all in like, you know, hundred yeah. percent on both sides, which I think is real, real sweet of her. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, honestly, she and I really haven't gotten into a lot of that type of stuff. Although like, you know, there, there's been stuff I've posted about it on the, the 3% man group about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the child support struggles I, I'm having with my, my ex-wife now. So right. some, some of that kind of stuff comes up mm-hmm. um, and I try not to like focus on it and, you know, get off, I'll try to get off topic as quick as right. I can with her about it. But, uh, that stuff does come up. And so she's very supportive. Like, um, at the time of this recording, my ex-wife and I were going to a hearing tomorrow morning to go over some of this stuff. And so Dana's like, Oh, do you want me to be there? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to court with you and stuff. So that's like, that kind of stuff is like super sweet, you know? Oh Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah. I, I think, you know, I think I could be wrong here, of course, but I, I think that probably she agrees more than she might even know that you guys might both agree more. Mm-hmm. I think the, the idea of being there and being fully supportive of each other is great. I totally agree with that. Yeah. But the, the idea that any taking it off her just in that any woman would, would be um, satisfied, I'll say. Yeah. I think they'd be willing to support a guy who cried every night, at least for a while, and, and brought all the negativity to them. But I think it would be wearing to anyone. Anyone, um, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I even even as the guy who, you know, as a man who is, you know, is the symbol of the rock and the mountain and the support. Um, I agree, Chris, you are in the relationship. Rock. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. I thought okay. you'd never say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think I, I wouldn't want um, to be in a friendship or anywhere, you know, with any kind of relationship where I was constantly being barraged with negativity. I just think it's not a healthy, it's a healthy, a, a healthy yeah. yeah, healthy dynamic. So, you know, I, I think she probably, I think she's fully, I think any woman that's healthy and, and loves another person would probably be fully supportive. But yeah. I don't think that necessarily means that that's a satisfying, healthy, evolving, growing relationship. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and, uh, and, and coach talks about that. So I feel yeah. like, um, if, uh, if Dana's mom's listening, you know, shout out. Um, yeah, I feel like if they, if they read the book and they understood the context of it better, it would yeah. make more sense. Cause even Corey says in the book, uh, that if you're doing that to your boys all the time, just constantly bringing the sad right. stories, eventually your <laughs> friends are going to be like, dude, you're fucking wearing me down. Right. Snap out of it. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's like, come on, man. It's it's just kind of like you know, in in our in our group, when if somebody's just constantly posting negative stuff all the time, it it's not it doesn't it's not cool, you know. It's like that's not what the 
the the platform is for yeah um that that would be a, a therapist probably sure <laughs> or a i mean counselor yeah or somebody like that like if someone if someone posts on the page like maybe one post saying oh yeah. you know i really had a tough time guys i need some help and i've done that yeah no problem yeah i'm like yeah. guys i need a little you know i need some positive vibes here mm-hmm. you know like but don't but don't overdo it don't like every you know, like five times a day or like every day <laughs> right. just like you know your sob story because none of the guys on the page everyone's gonna be like dude read the fucking book (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) and that's honestly even though it's not very sensitive maybe it is honestly probably what you know we need to hear in those moments yeah uh uh, if we're doing that yeah but i i think i think the real principle behind that though is just hey try to be you know try to take care of your problems and not just you know try to do some kind of mental gymnastics where you're just um, lying to yourself about uh, how positive a problem is, but literally try to see it in a positive framework and through that framework, try to, you know, solve it, try to resolve it, solve it, and at least, or learn from it or take something. Po- I, th- I think it's, um, you know, outside of relationships, I think it's just more about, hey, how to be a successful person who handles problems. Yeah. Um, applied to relation, you know, the, the expression of those problems in relationships. So, I think it's just really cool what all the things uh, coach really just put into the book. Yeah. Um, so like one last concept too, that yeah. I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me until I read these books. Um, mm. And it's in like uh, Dr. Glover talks about in his books too. And it's a lot of that is that you know, women don't really want men to solve their problems for them. Right. You know, um, have you, well, I mean, you, you also like dealt with like uh, relationship uh, counseling and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, is that something that you've always practiced or is that something that's new since reading the book? Um, is that a new concept for you or? Um, that, that was, that was actually not a new concept for me, but it was reinforced for sure mm-hmm. to um, even though uh so yeah, it, it wasn't new. I think I've always been more of the the listener type of a type of a person in the relationship rather than um, trying to solve somebody else's problems. But um, so that wasn't new, but it was certainly reinforced, and I, I think it's highly valuable. And I've seen it um, over and over again how valuable it can be. And I will say that I think the reinforcement and the specific techniques in the book have made me a better listener and and nadia my girlfriend has commented on it um on many occasions i mean real, before we were even exclusive she said one of the things that she really liked was that i listened to her mm-hmm. and that she could tell that i actually cared about what she was saying yeah and you know versus just just uh seeing her as an object or just not caring got it yeah so that i mean that that concept is 100 percent new to me Cause I, mm-hmm. I feel like, and I feel like it's, it's a new concept to a lot of guys. And I feel like, uh, I think so. I think there's a lot of guys on the page too that don't, don't haven't grasped it yet either. But, um, but especially for me, because like uh, for my day job, I work in information technology. So my job is to find solutions to problems right? and troubleshoot and stuff like that. So in, in past relationships of like, you know, anyone ever came to me with any kind of problem, I'd be like, well, let's, let's analyze this, you know, let's, <laughs> here's what you need to do. Yeah. You need to do this, yeah. this, and this, you need to yeah. tell that person this and this. Um, 
and so that's that's kind of been a, a struggle for me. It's not, I mean, it's not like Dana's bring, bringing me that kind of stuff uh, hardly ever, but sure. <laughs> but if she but you know if she does, um, yeah, I immediately want to go. Well, you can you know and then I just got to take a step back, you know, and, and really yeah, I, like, I definitely get it. No, I definitely get the temptation to do it. I mean, I think as men, we're we're sort of hardwired to want to you know, break through barriers, solve things, get things done, task oriented, more than relationship oriented. So I, I definitely feel the pull toward all those things. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it, man. So yeah, I think your awareness of it and obviously you're doing a lot of things right. So uh, you attracted a, attracted a beautiful <laughs> uh, woman who um, seems to be uh, really great for you and you for her. I think so. Um, it's funny, it, it, it go back to that, that topic. There's there's a, a stand-up comedian, uh, and I, I hear his TikToks all the time. People, uh, you know, do the lip sync of it because it's so funny and it's so true. But this guy's like, you know, you want to women, you want to find a guy that you know comes home after a hard day of work and just you know walks in the house and he's he's tired, but he wants to hear your story, and he and he's like, and and, and he wants to listen to all your problems. And he's like, but give no solutions, even though there's a clear solution, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like every, right here in front of you. Right. But... <laughs> and even to, every time I hear that, like I, I get to that, that TikTok, I think of, you know, the, the 3% man book going, yeah. yep, yep. Don't, do you want my advice or do you just want me to listen? You know, cause that's, that's one thing too. Cause like when I feel like, oh, there's a clear solution here that, that instead of just trying to <laughs> offer that, I try to say, well, do you do you want my my advice? Do you want opinion? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. That now that concept of asking that is new to me, and I thought that was a great. I've taken that to heart, you know, from the coach saying, "Hey, if you just ask if you if you think they might want a solution, or if you have one and you're dying to to yeah. give it, just ask <laughs> it, it for their permission, basically to to share it with them." So I think that's cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Do you want to do Do you really want to know what I think? <laughs> <laughs> or because i'm just happy to sit here you know yeah and listen and, and drink and it be all here in. for that support right that's right that's right uh, that's right. funny well um i don't i'm not sure if there's really too much else uh to talk about when it comes to the relationship stuff i feel like there's a lot more strategy and like techniques and all this stuff when it comes to the dating portion. And a lot of guys probably come to the podcast and to the 3% man group for advice on, well, she texted me this, like, what should I say? <laughs> right. But, but when it comes to like relationships, it's kind of like, well, act more like an adult, you know, like <laughs> right. <laughs> there was a, there was a guy that, yeah. there was a guy that posted uh you know, at the time of this recording, I think he posted the group like maybe yesterday or day before yesterday, asking about people's um, experiences with like the no contact rule. And it, it turned out like he he and his girl got in some kind of blow up argument about how like he doesn't listen or some shit. So he fucking decided to go no contact. <laughs> uh, what? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, I think the, I think he said like they had been in a relationship for a, for a little while too, and it's like oh, uh, wow, under yeah. no circumstances are you supposed to be doing that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of misunderstanding, particularly to to apply those thing those techniques in a in a exclusive relationship. Because I, I think really it's because it's such new ground for guys who find the book. And they end up attracting someone because they're doing things that, like Coach says, you don't have to agree with the, these things, but 
do them and they'll work for you. Mm-hmm. Like the law of attraction, you know, making the list and, and reading the list and writing the letter uh, about the girl to the girl of your dreams. I did all those things pretty close to before I met Nadia. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I know that those, um, those things work, but figuring out how to do that in an exclusive relationship um, you know, I think it can be tough, but I'll, I'll tell you, if, if you don't mind, I think real quick, the, uh, the things that have the techniques from the book that have worked the best for me, one simply is continuing to do the things that attracted her to me from the first place, continuing to set definite dates to be mysterious, you know, and, and by that, I mean, I don't tell her all the details of the date. Yeah. And, and even though we tease each other about, you know, setting mysterious dates, she loves it and she says she loves it. And I can tell that it, 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 it helps with the relationship. So continuing to do those things, um, I think, is really important. And then um, being very mission focused. In fact, I've been even more mission focused since we've become exclusive. I think every month almost I've become more mission focused on, on my particular purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, she even says that it has increased her attraction for me. So um, I think that's really, really important because I think when we get exclusive, it, because we care so much about the other person or or so in love with the other person and they with us, then it can be just easy to spend all our time together and stop, you know, hanging out with friends, stop doing going to the gym, stop doing anything else because we just enjoy each other's presence so much. Mm-hmm. But um, I, and I think that's a, a very um, tempting pull. But th- those two things have been the biggest for me. And then I think other than that is just learning how to balance giving of myself and, and being more expressive things we've already talked about. Yeah. One thing too, I think I kind of feel like a lot of guys in the group do, uh, and I've seen it where like they'll get into an exclusive relationship and then you just sort of see them disappear from the page because right. I feel like a lot of guys uh, they've read the book so that they can get a girl. Yeah. And then once they get the girl, they go back to their old habits and they stop reading the book and rereading the book like you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I kind of feel like that's uh, something I, I definitely don't want to do. Like I want right. to um, and I don't want to just reread the ex- like the exclusive dating or, the, you know, the uh, the relationship part of the book either. Like, mm-hmm. OK, you know, what? I'm just going to skip all that other shit. I, right. I, I, re- <laughs> I, I read it all from like, you know, soup to nuts when it when it yep. gets back into my rotation. Cause I want to keep all that kind of stuff fresh in my mind. Cause there are concepts from the, you know, the initial dating world that you want to keep mm-hmm. in an exclusive relationship, you know, like, like setting those definite dates. And mm-hmm. because um, I mean, I, I don't know how it is with you and, and uh, Nadia, but like, like with Marie Corps chick, there's times where we just go to each other's house, chill, right. watch, just hang you know, out, hang yeah. out, you know, watch TV, um, eat popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so then like, and, and that gets, that routine gets super easy. Oh yeah. So then I, <laughs> I, I have to always keep it in my mind. Like, nope, I got to take her out. I got to mm-hmm. take her out this week. So that's why, um, like last night I took her out, uh, ax throwing. Yeah. That's so cool, man. It's so much fun. Yeah. And, and I, and she had mentioned that several times, you know, like, yeah. uh, she's like, Oh, have you gotten ax throwing? Or, uh, I went to do- take my kids bowling, yeah. And, and she's like, Oh, did you take them axe throwing and stuff? I was like, no, I just, <laughs> took, them, just took them bowling and, uh, and stuff like that. So then I was like, she's, she clearly wants to do this axe throwing thing. <laughs> right. So, uh, so I decided like, you know what, 
Saturday, I'm going to take her axe throwing. I'm not going to tell her about it. I'm just going to say, Hey, I'm taking you out Saturday. I'll pick you up at four, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. And, she, and, then she, and then she spends the whole week going, so what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Where, where are we going to go? And yep. then even driving there, she's like, uh, are we doing this? You know, like, <laughs> or, is there a fire pit there? Like, and she just starts asking very, very various yeah, questions. So she she eventually familiar. gets it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's fun for them, I think, you know, and I think, yeah, it, I, it, I think so. I think they love it. It adds a little bit of a, a spark, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it, it keeps things interesting for sure. Yes. All right, Chris. Well, um, let me ask you one question. I don't know if I've asked you this before. I ask everybody, yeah. uh, but this is the first time you and I have had a one-on-one, but, yeah, I think so. but what does uh, being a 3% man mean to you? I would say being a 3% man is to, um, under, well, I think it's to be able to understand who you are as a as a man, as a person, but as a man, and to express that fully to the world. And I know that's sort of a generic or vague way to maybe say it, but um, I, I think that it really is about reaching your full potential and becoming a healthy, the healthiest version of yourself with your masculinity and your mission and um and then by doing that i think then you almost naturally achieve success in whatever your mission is and you naturally start attracting um the you know the women of your dream your particular dreams to you well also i think attracting other like-minded men and just people into your life like sort of through the law of attraction so I, i think that's what it is i think it's being someone the rare man who understands himself and relationships and how those two things interact to create fulfillment and success in life. Good. I think that's a good answer. That's yeah. a really good one. Thanks, man. Appreciate there's, no, that. there's no wrong answer. Actually, there's some yeah. clear, clearly wrong answers, but uh, <laughs> yeah. so far, no one that's been on the podcast that has given me one that I think is like it. <laughs> like, like, have nah. you read the book? Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. all right chris thanks for joining me today hey it's been a pleasure paul thanks again for joining me chris i know you're a busy guy with your new writing ventures and your youtube channel if you didn't know chris has a very good youtube show about being a writer i'll post a link in the show notes for that all right guys we'll catch you next week thank you for listening to come on man if you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it. Get it.